Welcome back, gentlemen, to episode 1.38 of the Commissioner Kellen Podcast. We've got the Elite Eight to recap today. This should be a quick one. And they're going to get quicker as we go, as, uh, as I said. So let's get right into it. We have four whole games to recap. The final four is set now. Holy shit, what a tournament. I mean, who would have expected a nine seed, two five seeds, and a four seed to make up the final four? Straight banana lands. Insanity uh, this year. It's just been chaos. So let's recap these uh, four games in the Elite Eight. We'll start with Saturday. Everybody's favorite pick of the draft, UConn. They absolutely crushed Gonzaga by 29. Uh, four seed UConn uh, collects seven points for the win, plus one upset point. And that keeps Chris Barn kind of in cruise control at this point, it appears. Uh, little bro Joe loses Gonzaga, though. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before, but Gonzaga makes a good run, but they fall just a little bit short of the championship. Nonetheless, Joe loses Gonzaga. Second and final game for Saturday, Florida Atlantic. The Owls do it again. They are nine-seeded, uh, the Owls are, and they defeated the Kansas State Wildcats, who were a three-seed. So those seven victory points plus the six upset points were just massive. For Eric as he pursues Chris Barn, trying to catch him and take the lead. <clears throat> to further add to Chris Barnes' newly diagnosed tight booty hole syndrome, uh, he also loses Kansas State, one of his teams. Don't look now, Chris, but Eric is coming in hot in the rearview mirror. That's it for Saturday. Let's go to Sunday. Down goes Creighton. They made it longer than I thought, but five-seed SDSU beats them by one. That ends my contest this year. Pain. Happy, though, is Joe Bonds, who grabs seven points for the win in this one. No upset points, though. Final game for the weekend, Eric's dogs just keep fighting. Miami storms back from a double-digit deficit and ends up handling, uh, handling Texas by seven points. Eric collects another ten points for this one. And Joe loses his Longhorns, who also were the nail in the coffin for me in the Shamrock bracket pool. That uh, that was my last lingering hope. I was looking to make a run. Bummer. Teams that are dead, Matt, Singer, Rick, and Brendan were all dead before the Elite Eight. Uh, now I join them in this afterlife. Bummer. Let's take a quick look at the standings. Uh, like I said, uh, well, I, I guess I'll get to it. First place, though. We have a new leader. Eric has two teams remaining. Those two teams are five-seed Miami, nine-seed Florida Atlantic. That gives him an average seeding for his two teams remaining of seven. The most important part, though, is he has 58 points so far in the contest. That is good enough for first place. Next up is Chris Barn. He has 55 points. That's three points behind Eric. He has just the one team remaining, and it is four-seed UConn, who looks good. And they're the lowest, or highest, however you want to view it, the, the best seed remaining as far as projections and rankings and all that. They are the four-seed, and again, there's a nine-seed and two five-seeds remaining in this Final Four. So Chris Barnes is three points behind the lead. Uh, definitely 
could could pull it out of his hat. Third place, the final team that is alive is Joe Barnes. Hang on, we need more music here. There we go. Why not? Okay, uh, like I said, Joe Barnes, the last team to be alive. He also has just one team remaining, and it is five seed San Diego State, the Aztecs. Joe, so far in the contest, has 40 points. That is 15 points behind second place, his brother, Chris, and 18 points behind Eric in first place. Let's get to the dead teams quickly. Obviously, all these teams have zero points remaining. I'm going to take a quick sip of beer real quick. Ah, had to wet with the whistle a little bit there. All right, so Matt uh, is our... Highest finishing dead team this year uh, at this point. Zero teams remaining, obviously. He scored 36 points in this contest. Next up is Singer with 20 points. Then Rick and myself both tied at 14. And Brendan, this record may stick around for forever. Brendan scored a total of six points in the contest. That's going to be tough to beat. <laughs> Brendan, thanks for coming out. Hope you come back next year. Brutal showing to introduce yourself to uh, this contest. Absolutely brutal. Uh, in the Elite Eight, the highest scoring team, which is not a shock, is Eric. He scored 23 points. It's just a massive, massive round there. Um, <clears throat> just huge. Second place was Chris Barnes with eight. What a gap. And then Joe Barnes just behind him with seven. Uh, no one else scored a single point because everyone else was dead besides me. And Creighton was my only team and they lost, so zero for me. Total as a league, we scored 38 points in the Elite Eight. Uh, last year we scored 28. So we scored 10 more points in the Elite Eight compared to last year. And that is the this is the first round where we scored more points this year compared to last year. Total for the contest through the Elite Eight, we scored 261 points so far this season, which is 18 off the pace of last year. We'll see where we end up, though. <clears throat> okay, let's do a quick kind of like standings, tiers kind of thing. There's only three teams remaining, so this won't take long at all. There's only two tiers, contenders and pretenders. And the pretenders are easy. If you're dead, you're not going to win this contest. Really strong analysis right there. Thanks for coming to the podcast. The next tier, the contenders. Um... I mean, it's, it's the three guys that are still alive. It's Eric with two teams remaining. It's Chris Barn and it's Joe Barnes. There's four possible scenarios here. Uh oh, need music before I get into my scenarios. There's four possible scenarios here. Let me break it down. Eric has a team in each of the two final four matchups. He could have this thing wrapped up if both of his teams win and meet in the championship. That's the same way Joe won this thing last year. So that is scenario one. Eric's two teams remaining, FAU and Miami. They both win their uh, their final four matchups. Obviously, Eric can't lose in that way. These next two are fun. Scenario two. Eric's FAU squad beats Joe's SDSU team. And then Eric loses his other matchup versus Chris Barnes' UConn team. That would mean, obviously, that Joe is dead, since SDSU is his final team. Then, the winner of UConn versus FAU in the Natty will determine our winner between Eric and Chris Barn. 
Scenario three. Eric, uh, flip it. Scenario three is Eric's FAU squad loses to Joe's SDSU team, and then Eric wins his other matchup versus Chris Barnes' UConn team. Chris Barn is obviously dead then, since UConn is his final team, and they get knocked off. And then, unfortunately for the league, the natty does not matter in this scenario. Even if Joe's SDSU Aztecs win the championship, he can't catch E. He'll fall three points short if the Aztecs do win the natty. So, Joe, you need to root against Eric in both matchups just to stay in the game. Scenario four, Eric loses both matchups. So UConn versus SDSU will determine which barn bro is our champ. This hasn't been mentioned yet. Shame on me. Joe's going for the repeat in two out of two in this contest. Joe's going for a dynasty before we even have multiple years of data to, to look at. Joe, th- you may have figured it out, man. I don't know what your strategy is, but... Uh, Let's sit down. Let's talk. Let's uh, let's pick that brain a little bit so uh, I can have a little better of a showing next year. Something I've been doing recently in the last pods is best shape, worst shape. I will spare you guys my analysis because I have no freaking idea what's going to happen. Uh, March Madness this year, like I said, has been straight up chaos. So, um, And I don't know basketball anyway. So uh, I'm not going to sit here and make predictions. I'm just going to tell you the facts that uh, those four scenarios presented. One last thing to do, the top scoring teams, uh, we do have an update. Um, Florida Atlantic has overtaken Princeton so far in this contest. So Florida Atlantic is our top ranked team now. They have scored 28 points as a nine seed. I believe they've had upsets the entire way through the tournament. Second place then is Princeton, 25 points as a 15 seed. Then Miami, that's crazy. Eric has teams one and three on this contest. That is outstanding. But Miami as a five seed has scored 24 points. Then SDSU, the five seed has scored 20 points so far. Then UConn, the four seed, has scored 17 points so far. The next teams are FDU, Creighton, Arkansas, Furman, Gonzaga. I think that's enough. We'll end it there. Please, 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 especially as we're heading into the final four, please double check my work on this. Please double check your teams. If you feel froggy, double check someone else's teams. This is all extremely manual. I do it while having a beer or two. Uh, it doesn't take long, but it's very easy to make a mistake. So uh, please double check at least your team. Feel free to double check other people's uh, as well. But the Google Sheet is updated, obviously. Um, yeah, I'll see you boys in the final four. We'll recap it after that action is done. See you, boys.